and welcome to This Podcast is Written on the Back of the Declaration of Independence, a show in which we murder a robotic ostrich and rip out its wriggling spinal cord. It's it was Will, Willy's Wonderland. Willy It's Willy's Wonderland. Um, uh, I fucking hated this film. Oh boy. And bear in mind, earlier in the evening, I suggested that for a joke, we watch Dear Evan Hansen instead. And now I feel like I would have had a better time watching that. <laughs> um, yes. Well, now we'll never know. My That's an alternate timeline. My name's Callum. I'm Chelsea. And uh, this is a show in which I... Uh, the, the next hour of podcast is me getting, getting very angry about this film. I've, this is one of those experiences where a film made me genuinely, like, b- angry, bitter, jaded. Cool. So, listeners, if you're not in a space to listen to that, maybe come back to us when you're feeling rage at the world mm. or feeling stable enough to listen to us complain about a film for an hour yeah i mean that's pretty standard though. it's pretty but i mean like this isn't just like flippant oh I, he I, really he really hates i this. really didn't like this film yeah we both have lots of opinions so, hooray hooray opinions we need more of them in the world so chelsea vincent yes um can you tell me about the basic plot of 2021's Willy's Wonderland. Yeah. Um, ever seen a cheap horror movie with, like, things that come to life? It's that. Yeah. Like Puppet Master or something. I've not seen Puppet yeah. Master. Let's say yes. I'd rather watch Puppet Master. Okay, so, um, Nicolas Cage does not speak. He is a silent, he is, I'm assuming, a mute man or someone who does not want to talk to anyone. He doesn't talk. Yeah, he's just got and, no dialogue because um, he doesn't talk, does he? Because Nicolas Cage thought it was going to be cool. Um, he turns up in a new town. He, in his supposed to be nice car, in his sports car, he drives over some spikes. So he's now stuck in that town. It's going to cost £1,000 to replace those tyres, according to the one garage yeah. in this tiny town. And obviously he doesn't have that money or he goes to pay on card. The machine doesn't work. So they go, well, you can work it off. Mm. And to work it off, he has to clean the defunct Willy's Wonderland, which is essentially a Chuck E. Cheese, like a kids entertainment venue where they'd go for birthday parties. I believe the ones in the UK used to be called Brewers Fair. Do you mean like a wacky warehouse? Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah. They're Brewers Fair now, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, so it's vaguely different. I mean, a wacky warehouse here in the UK has more emphasis on like soft play and running around. Yeah. Whereas uh, Chuck E. Cheese, or in this case, a Willy's Wonderland, is much more an emphasis of like, you sit down, eat a pizza and watch a show. You okay. watch like a 20 minute animatronic show where they would do covers of like pop songs of the time and... You know, stuff yeah. like that. Also, neither of us have been to a Chuck E. Cheese, so... No. If you are in America or have been in America and have been to one, tell us about it. I'm fascinated. I could tell you something about Chuck E. Cheese. Do you know what the E in Chuck... Because it's Chuck oh, E. Cheese. E dot cheese. E is his middle initial. I feel like I knew this. Well, do you know what E stands for? No. Entertainment. <laughs> Chuck Entertainment Cheese. That's his middle name. That was it! Because... I remember the McElroy brothers saying yes. they call him Charles Entertainment Charles Cheese. Charles Entertainment Cheese, yeah. Yes. Anyway, he's in a Chuck E. Cheese ripoff, which is also a Five Nights That's at Freddy's Freddy ripoff. ripoff. Yeah. The animatronics are alive. They're going to eat him because they are possessed by the spirit of serial killers. And Nicolas Cage somehow knows he must kill them all. While a bunch of kids are trying to burn down the building, but predictably fall in and all get murdered. Yeah, they're trying to burn down the building, but also trying to get Nicolas Cage out before they burn down the building. And uh, it's bullshit. It is a film that simultaneously has too much plot and not enough at the same time. I just thought it was lazy. Yeah, it's... Like, at every stage of the film... Yeah, it's... The script is lazy. I don't fully believe there was an actual script written. Yeah. Um, If there was, it's very lazy. Lots of things that are planted that mean nothing. Mm-hmm. Lots of things planted that then come back 
as a deus ex machina and then it literally makes no sense. I'm thinking mainly of the lighter. You're, you really didn't like that lighter. I was really pissed off with the lighter because, uh, so at the beginning, the guy who owns Willy's Wonderland now, Tex McAdoo. Yeah. What a name. Mike, is, it, is that his... Is that his Tex McAdoo, that's Tex what McAdoo, they all called yeah. him. Tex McAdoo. Because the other guy's called Mike Tobacco. Was he? Which sounds like Jeez. a um, name that Bob Mortimer would use on Would I Lie to You? It really does. Like Ron Caramel or whatever he does. <laughs> um, um, I mean, admittedly, both very good character very, names. Very good I names. like those names for I, characters. Tex McAdoo annoyed me. Um, so Tex McAdoo goes to light a cigar because they've just locked Nicolas Cage inside, knowing he's going to be a sacrifice for the creatures. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And he goes to light a cigar and the lighter does not work at all. Mm-hmm. He throws it, it lands against a garbage can, not can, well, a, dumpster, a dumpster, that's what the word yeah, is. Yeah, a dumpster. Um, at the end of the film, electronic fairy... Uh, Siren a, Sara, I believe her name was. Whatever. We never find it out in the film, no. so no better. It's, it's written on a poster here. or something, you know. Yeah, Um. so... She is supposed to be dead, was not dead. Mm. The building is covered in gasoline from the kids trying to light it up earlier mm-hmm. and failing. And she picks up the lighter, which has been in the mud all night. Like, it's clearly wet mud. So, if anything, it's going to work worse. Mm-hmm. And it lights first time and she blows them up. And I'm just like, that really pissed me off. Because we've yeah. established it doesn't work. If we've seen him flick it and it sort of comes on but doesn't. Yeah. But the fact he clicks it once, nothing happens, he chucks it. Yeah. It's lazy. Welcome to Lighter Bros. The uh, set was... The, the Zippo <laughs> podcast. Oh my God. Yeah, there's... um. Like, bits of the set were really lazy. The Just the storyline was so lazy. There are scenes in the wrong order that it would have been really easy to sort out in an edit. I think that's the thing is, like, as a... Like, you know... Me more so than you. I'm a fan of weird, cheap, esoteric horror films. You know, this could be something akin to a um, uh, sort of a killer clowns from out of space. Yeah, I could so get behind it. And I have the storyline. Yeah, just explain some things to me. And 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 it doesn't necessarily have to treat their characters as actual threats because killer clowns kind of does and kind of doesn't and um yeah on that point i will say children's entertainment characters are fucking creepy anyway yeah you look at barney the dinosaur that dude is creepy yeah fucking mr blobby that he's a fucking serial killer you can't you can't tell me he's not and like Elmo will cut a bitch. You've seen the way he looks at Rocco the Rock. Yeah, you see He will it. cut a bitch. Yeah. Children's entertainment characters are scary anyway, so I don't need to see them from the very first second moving about, especially if they're, like, dilapidated and starting to fall apart a bit. Yeah. There was no build-up of tension, particularly. No. The fights just happen. There's no... Um, there's no reaction to them happening at, at all no. with Nicolas Cage in particular, but very few of the characters um, seem plussed by the fact that Chuck E. Cheese is coming to life and trying to kill them. Which I get for the people who live in the town. They already know that. It's a town-wide secret Yeah, the characters are possessed by ex-serial killers and therefore need to sacrifice every year so they, yeah. they kill people. We know this. Yeah. Everyone in the town knows this. Nicolas Cage is at no point established as ever having been in this town before Mm. or knowing anything about it. Whereas, if I get one line or even a flashback, if he desperately has to say silent, that links me to someone who's been there in the past, then I'll go with it because he knows exactly what to do with these creatures. Yeah, or um, a newspaper cutting or something lazy like that. Yeah, Yeah. like early on... An ostrich comes right up to him, having no, been on the stage the first two fight, seconds it? earlier. Yeah, it's right in his face, and he's just like, "Oh, guess I need to kill this." It's not attacked him or anything, and it, 
actually the ostrich fights back. Most of the creatures don't fight back. Yeah, it kind of like taunts him, doesn't it? Kinda yeah. like copies his movement. It goes all stretchy and shit. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, it's, uh... It, 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 no one... I think, I think when you're doing a... A film like this, which is Chuck E. Cheese plus horror movie. Yeah. You have to abide by some not all but some of the conventions of both of those formats Mm -hmm. i.e chuck e cheese animatronic robots silly songs ball pits Mm. uh arcades and it does all of that it leans enough into the iconography of of five nights at freddy's and chuck e cheese to 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 go tick i've done that Mm -hmm. and then when it comes to horror film you have to abide by some of the horror film conventions and it does admittedly abide by some of them yeah. but the ones that it picks to abide by are the shit ones that I don't want to see anymore <laughs> i.e. Um, slutty promiscuous girl yeah. who wants to have sex in location serial killer's location um, and the other one that it kind of abides by is and I wouldn't even say it's, it's, it attempts to abide by gore but um, it's all robot gore so it's just oil so that doesn't mean anything to mm. me really there's a bit of there were some There's intestines a bit of blood. and stuff yeah. from people. But um, the the main thing that it doesn't learn from horror films is that you need to, however stupid your premise is, you need to ramp up. Yes. It's not even about building tension. It's about starting small and ending big. And immediately every single one of these fights is on the same level in that yeah. they, they happen. They immediately go from zero, i.e. the creature is still to 50 i.e the creature is attacking nicholas cage and then from 50 it goes to 100 immediately yeah like it there's no like um the animatronic creature like creeping around there's no animatronic creature like nicholas cage being inquisitive and going Wait, it wasn't there. It, it's moved. Oh, wow. How's it moved? I think that's the thing There's... is we never register Nicolas yeah. Cage being confused or in exactly. any way conflicted, which is why I spent the whole film going, oh, he's definitely been here before. Yeah, we're going to get some sort on. of, um, he was there as a kid. Yeah. He's come back to get revenge. Nothing like that happens. No, nothing no. at all. Nothing at all. Because you noted there was a kid in a flashback when we find out that the robots are haunted by the souls of yeah. serial killers that gets like, mauled on the shoulder gets, like, by bit on the shoulder by the by willy i think it was by the male yeah. the weasel one of the creatures um, and you said at the end oh there should have been nicholas cage he should have just had like a big he could have just like, a scar or something at on one the shoulder point during a fight yeah one point during a fight his clothes get ripped yeah so you could have then had him and they do this thing where after every fight i feel like it's mainly because um continuity is easier They've written in a little shorthand, which is kind of clever, actually. They have this idea that he goes and picks up a clean, fresh staff T-shirt after every fight. I like it. So you could have had a shot at one point where he pulls off his T-shirt and you see his, like, scarred shoulder or something and then have one of those shitty, like, flashbacks where you overlay the image or whatever. And that is genuinely, for a film this short, that's a lazy way of doing it, but that would have had me much more on board. Yeah. It's it's clearly going for cheap, fun, camp horror, like, B-movie night. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, ultimately, it boils down to, and this goes with any film that gets given the, the label so bad it's good. Yeah. It boils down to the intention. And whether you truly believe the person behind the camera, and this is why it is subjective, it's whether you truly believe the person behind the camera was trying to make a good film. Yes. And this isn't to say I don't think everyone on Willy's Wonderland is trying to trying to make a bad film. Mm. But I do feel like they went in with the intention of making a making schlocky a film. schlocky film mm. and the the love is misdistributed on the screen. It's in the wrong places. Oh, the love is all in the production. The love is... And then, but then They've the production... they spent money on the costumes. The costumes look great and there's a really nice custom pinball machine. Yes. And that's about it. Yeah. Um, whereas, say, something like... Um, I mean, the classic example when we're talking about films that are so good, they're bad, is The Room. Yeah. Obviously, Tommy Wiseau's The Room. And... There is a room scene 
when they're all on there the roof. There is a room room scene on the roof there's where a there's a, a, some bad, uh, bad green screen. I'm not even sure it was bad green screen. I think they just superimposed stars in the sky. It's Maybe, really odd. Yeah. Really odd. But there's some very bad, dodgy um, rooftop shenanigans. Oh, how um, but yeah, the room's the go-to one to talk about mm-hmm. because you watch it and um, the reason it's so bad is because it, it is made by someone who has no concept of filmmaking. Yeah. It's like the the best way I've ever heard to describe it is someone used the term imagine if an alien came to earth and <laughs> read a, and read a book about cinema and made a film without ever watching a film. That's incredible. That's, that's exactly what that it feels like. That sums it up perfectly yeah. in that it is it's competent in in the most bizarre manners but it's entirely not a film. Also I have breast cancer. And um, <laughs> And then you look, the other example to go to is something like Sharknado, which is made in such a callous, shitty, like, we're going to make something really bad on yeah. purpose. And more so, more so the sequels, the more yeah. they build, the more, the more, like, sort of uh, cynical and yucky they get. Yeah. Um, and I get that yucky, cynical, dirty vibe from it all. Yeah, it did feel... Cheap and nasty was what was in my head. Mm. And I have nothing against low-budget filmmaking. No, obviously. As long as you're paying all your cast and crew, right? Yeah. Make it on as low a budget as you can, and I think that is often more impressive I mean, than big-budget nonsense. One way to make this work as a low-budget film is to um, only have maybe three creatures. Yeah. Save the there budget. There doesn't need to be so many. Save the budget on some other things. And then, uh, because what happens is with all the creatures is they're immediately established and then immediately killed. Yeah. Um, so there's no threat to them. So what you could do is have there maybe two or three creatures and then have a fight where Nicolas Cage kind of, kind of nearly kills one and he leaves it on the floor and he doesn't double tap it or anything. And then it comes back later and you're like, oh shit, the big gorilla's back. Because mm-hmm. that costume, I, mm, that was yeah, great. that was that was yeah. the best costume in my opinion. That gorilla was good, um, and then uh, you, then one of the other creatures comes alive, and you and you don't see it in a fight, but you see it creeping around. You're like, oh, that's the sneaky one. You have the fairy one. That's the mm. sneaky one. And then you have Willie, who's the big one at the end, or whatever. Mm. You just you you just it feel it felt like people not spending their money properly. Yeah, totally. It felt like money not people not spending their money properly. They spent um, so much money on Nicolas Cage, they had to get, like, student actors to fill in the rest of the parts. Yeah, who improvised parts of dialogue. It's, it I don't seemed, even know if it was improvised, man. The, 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 thing. the line, I wrote it down, pour gas on top of my gas. So they're trying to set fire to... No, 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 he said, can you pour gas anywhere else? You're pouring gas on top, top of, of my, my yeah, gas. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, like... I was he wasn't like, instructing him to pour gas on top of his. Oh, I know, I know. But, oh, like, okay. I just wrote that down as a note for myself. It just seemed so clearly improvised. I feel like they pointed the camera and went, we haven't got any dialogue. Could you just all sort of fill this up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't looked once at my notes so far. No, me either. Uh, because I feel like... I have an easy fix to help us build some tension in the first bit. Yes. I like a, let's see a clip of the past to start with. Mm. Let's see the last people. But let's not have just a random hipster being dragged off by nothing into nothingness. Yeah. Like, let me at least see something a bit more creepy. We'll sort that out, okay? Yeah. And then we come in, we do the whole Nicolas Cage is going to get caught in there. The first creature he sees, if we swap them around, he's cleaning... You, as an audience, see a little bit of, tiny bit of movement in the background. That's creepy, yeah. ominous. Nothing happens. He looks, nothing happens. He flicks a switch, they all turn on, do their little song. He flicks it off, they turn off. Fine. Yeah. He leaves the room. You see the ape kind of like turn its head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he goes and cleans the bathroom. And that's where he fights the ape. And then the bathroom fight And you have fight the happens. ape fight first. Yeah. And he's all flustered and like, what the fuck is happening? Mm-hmm. He comes back in and the ostrich is in the middle of the room. Yeah, because that ape fight's like... Just switch them around. It's like an ambush. Yeah. It kind of attacks him and then he immediately like fights it. And you're like, oh, okay. Whereas the other one, it seems like he kind of goes towards the ostrich to fight it even. Like, he's yeah, not, he's the not ostrich, ambushed by it. The ostrich isn't actually attacking him and he just starts hitting it. Yeah. Which I kind of get like, oh, is he trying to 
push it backwards? Is he yeah. confused by what's happening? But that doesn't seem like no. it. So just swap those scenes around and you've already got more of a build. More of a progression, yeah. And you can you have a chance for Nicolas Cage's character to go, what the fuck? Yeah. I feel like, because he was an executive producer on this, I feel like when the idea was probably he barely says anything, mm. Nicolas Cage goes, well, why doesn't he just say nothing? That's cool. So they say nothing, mm. right? And then he's taken that to mean I don't have to do anything. Yeah. He's doing nothing with his face ever. No. So um, uh, you're pretty much spot on. Uh, I've just read an Entertainment Weekly article really? with um, uh, director Kevin Lewis and the writer. I can't remember mm-hmm. the writer's name. My apologies. Um, no one can ever remember the writer's name. That's our lot in life. Um, and... Basically, uh, the script was written, uh, the original plan was that the writer wanted to star in the lead role, i.e. the janitor's role. It was going to be oh, a vehicle. He was, he was an actor and it was a vehicle for him and he thought, I want to write a film for myself because, I, you know, I've been trying to do the La La Land thing and blah, 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 and theatre doesn't work for me. I should do film. What sort of film should I write? I should write a cheap budget horror film because that actually will get made. I could be in the janitor, blah, 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 but I'll also be directing and I'll be writing, so I'll make the character mute so I don't have to learn lines or whatever. Because he's got a lot to but, do. But I will have... There was originally going to be one line of dialogue at the end before he fights Willy. I.e. Okay. a um, Ash in Evil Dead style groovy kind of catchphrase. I'm with you. The line they came up with... The line they came up with was, Come at me, bro. Oh no! So thank fuck when Nicholas yeah, Cage was attached to project, it. they decided to he decided to veto that. I feel bad for this writer. Come that, at me, bro. Because that's I mean, also I think... another line of recycled dialogue. There's quite a lot of dialogue in this that's been recycled from other films. I yeah. Heard, Come play with me. That they've ripped from The Shining. Mm. There was all you had to do was die. Mm. I've heard that so many times before. There's a. I think uh, he's. Um, they're not trapped in there with him. He's, he's trapped, trapped inside. In- them uh, or something no, like that he's not trapped with them they're trapped with him yeah which yeah. Is, i think is from uh there's from watchmen and, and from yeah. multiple other places yeah it's just that feels to me like an actor who's written something rather than a writer who's acting yeah um and that explains why the film doesn't actually quite hang together or build in the right way if that's not a person who is used to writing things yeah or had any kind of outside eye on it i'm surprised with all those sort of studios and production companies involved and that nobody turned around and went I need to have another look over this script before you go ahead and make it now I think he comes up with the idea whether he comes up with the idea independently of Five Nights at Freddy's or not Mm. I do not know it's not mentioned in this article that it was a derivative of that no but But, everyone recognises it but even if he didn't the minute you take it to a production company that's yeah. That's why it gets made, even if the script's a bit weak, even if this, even if that, because ding, 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 it was always going to go straight to VOD, yeah. regardless of the pandemic. And uh, the DVD cover was all they needed. Mm-hmm. Picture of Nicolas Cage and a picture of some animatronic Five Nights at Freddy's style robots. Yeah, because attacking. you see Nicolas Cage on that cover with those robots. And, it, and even if you don't go Five Nights at Freddy's, like, I've not played it, but I'm aware of it. Yeah. Even if you're not, and you're not at all engaged in video games or that kind of culture, you see Nicolas Cage on the front and you go, oh, that, that's going to be silly fun. Yeah. That's going to be stupid and it's going to get a bit wild. It adds a, a certain level of legitimacy to it as a film project. It also adds a certain level of like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, we know it's Nicolas Cage, he'll be goofy. Yeah, but and now what I'm wondering... he doesn't even get a chance really to be goofy. No. But what I'm wondering now, knowing the writer was originally going to be in it... Yeah. Did he just rewrite the script to fuck it up when Nicolas Cage was put in? I don't like, well, think fuck so. This. I don't think so. I mean, that would it kind be, of feels like that would it. be a very bold move, wouldn't it, to fuck up your first Hollywood film <laughs> just because you didn't get the lead role? Hey, man, no one remembers the writer. No, there's no award for script. Well, no, there is for screenplay. I was about to say this. There's quite a, there's quite big ones, but I know what you mean. No one watches it. No. Tell you. Please just tell me what's happening to me in plain English with, without the mumbo jumbo. How many studios? 
and production companies does it take to screw in a light bulb? Fucking six. The film six. starts with six different distribution slash production company logos. Six. To make this film. What? Did they all chip in a fiver each? There was like... a Kickstarter and they're all just different Kickstarters and they all gave them a tenner. <laughs> like, so many fucking logos and so little to show on the screen. And that's, I mean, that's one of the other things is um, regardless of robots and pinball machines, the look of the film is so fucking ugly so ugly oh the color grading i couldn't look at it at some points it really hurt my eyes there's like this desaturated look to things it looks like a bit of vaseline's been smeared (laughs) over the lens at at large points Mm. not in an out of focus way necessarily but in like a blurry light bleedy kind of way um it just looks so it's it's really hard to describe why it just looks ugly and again such a fucking shame because horror film sat in set in wacky warehouse it should be neon and could be bright like and... bright and pingy and neon yeah. and then over the course of the film it gets fucking ugly but from day dot from the minute you walk into this film ugly it's always ugly it's going to stay ugly the building doesn't progress like the monsters need mm. to ramp up and go from normal to sinister to man- maniacal mm-hmm. the the building needs to be a character as well it needs to go from bright poppy to more dirty or okay. dirty to more bright and poppy it needs to do something here's an alternate fix then yeah. instead of seeing the two people at the beginning who are the previous sacrifices to the creatures mm. Let's see it in its glory, in its heyday. Yeah, that was my fix. And cut just before something bad happens, but it looks like something bad is about to happen. Yeah. Cut there and hard cut into it's the future, it's dilapidated. Yeah, do a, do a 1992 flashback and then do hard cut the stage. It's rusty, there's cobwebs, there's dirt everywhere. The 2021 track out yeah. of the door and see it get locked up yeah 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 there's so many things you could do um uh I, in fact there's so many things you can do i wrote a list during the <gasps> fabulous film. uh i wrote a list called fun funhouse kills oh okay uh, i got annoyed uh, about the fact that they are in a very exciting fun and multifaceted place to set a horror film and all of the kills are bludgeon punching. bludgeon yeah. and punching um there's one that's vaguely interesting, which is the um, uh, the the ape way kind of like curbs him on a on a on a urinal. Yeah, which is kind of eh. that makes sense. He's in but the it, toilets. But he's still, using what he's got. Exactly, but it's still just more forms of bludgeoning. Yeah. Uh, so here is a list of some of the things that we could have done instead of just hitting people with things, or at mm. least fun things that we could hit people with. Okay. First things first. Attest your strength hammer. That is literally hitting people. I love that your but, your reasoning was things that aren't hitting people. But they but go, they go into an arcade at one point. Yeah. Uh, I, I say arcade. Small room with six cabinets in. Um, hey, uh, at least they put something yeah. in there. They put the arcade in. And it was literally, you literally said out loud, why is there no arcade in this place? Yeah. And then we entered the arcade as we were watching it. So uh, one of the monsters comes in. Yeah. You do some punching. It lands on the the base. Its head lands on the base of oh, the test of your strength. strength. Nicholas Cage picks up a mallet, smacks it in the head. The thing goes to the top, rings the bell. Great, love right? it. Yeah. Boom. Okay. A ball pipe. A ball pull fight. Um. There's a ball pit in the main room. Yes. And the only thing that happens is people land in it. Yes. They fall through the ceiling, land in it. During a fight, he gets chucked into it. The fight should have happened in the ball pit. Yes. Great. Nothing more. Still punching, but balls. I have a problem with the ball pit. They've, yeah. It shouldn't be in the main room because then when you show it later and the ceiling is intact, yeah. I get annoyed. Yeah. So just once you're finished with one of the other tiny rooms. One of your shit sets. Put yeah. the ball, ro- ball pit in there. Yeah. And film the stuff there. Yeah. Yeah. And don't have it in the main room because it's really frustratingly annoying when it comes back. Yeah. And I'm not a person who usually is looking out for continuity errors. Yeah. It's just because they made such a thing of the ball pit that when you see the final sort of scene, showdown scene, yeah. 
and the ball pit is so clearly right behind Nicolas Cage and the ceiling is so clearly intact. Yeah. Oh, it's annoying. Like, things like that just feel very lazy to me. Yeah. You could easily put it in a different room. Yeah. Uh, Claw game, Claw. So, uh, Claw game, you smash Smash the glass, you whip the claw off, and you, like, lasso it and smack (laughs) things with it. (laughs) That's fun. Uh, A bowling ball slash a bowling alley. I don't think they have the budget for that, but yeah. I think you could definitely have a bowling ball somewhere scattered around in that set. Even if you don't see the bowling alley, you could have a bowling ball or a 10-pin... Yeah, I mean, I think you're more likely to get... Uh, what's the one where you, like, roll ski the ball? Ski ball. Ski ball. Ski ball balls. Yeah. Great. Ski balls, that works. They're heavy. They're like baseballs, aren't they? Um, there needed to be some sort of soft play element. Mm-hmm. Um, a, oh, a, my God. Chasing, a chase chasing sequence, them around it, A chase sequence in a soft play that involves going down slides, crawling through tunnels. Yeah. That kind of thing. There's a creepy... The big, the big ape comes back from the dead. Yeah. yeah, with its jaw all hanging loose. And it's too big to go through the soft play. So you go into the soft play and it's chasing you yeah. through a space that's too small. reaching its hands. And it's the... reaching yeah. its hands through the things and it and it's pulling it apart. That's fun. That is fun. Um, go-karts, again, probably out of the budget. But still, wouldn't it be fun that someone runs someone over with a go-kart? Yes. Yeah? Yeah, um, I don't buy that a go-kart would be there, but I it would be fun, yeah. Right? Uh, a DDR machine. DDR? As in uh, a Dance Dance Revolution machine. Oh, you um, said DDR and I went immediately to, was it the DDR Museum yeah, in Berlin? Yeah, I was no. like, sorry, you want to talk about Nazis? No, no, I don't board? want to talk about the Russian control of the East Germans. Yeah. Um, no, uh, a Dance Dance Revolution machine, i.e. some sort of scene where Nicolas Cage's character, he's seen dancing and playing pinball at yeah. one point. He has a dance on a DDR machine. And yeah. during that dance, he's also fighting. Yeah, you know, okay. Like he's doing a dance machine. Because you know people who are really good at that. They like lean on the bar and like flip oh, about. and so shit. good. And he's yeah. doing some flips and he's kicking fucking monsters away from him. Okay. Um, we have a whole kitchen set. Yeah. And all it's used for is a fridge. Yeah. For him to store his energy drinks in. And there's a pinball machine in the corner. Yeah. Kitchen fight. Yeah. That's cheap. Um, fry pans, Loads knives, of around. Um, yeah. uh, uh, smash its face into a warm griddle. Yeah. Um, all of those kind of things. Yeah. Um, uh, last two. Here's one. In the kitchen. Yeah. Opens the fridge to get an energy drink. Someone ambushes him from behind. Yeah. Slam the head in the fridge. Reach exactly. past to get your energy yeah. drink. Um, he, uh, there is, uh, it's established that there's costumes of the characters. That the, 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 the serial killers put on. Oh, yes. So, yeah. Wear a costume to blend in, pretend to be one of the robots to survive the night. (laughs) Right? Yeah, okay. Yeah? Yeah. And last one, party clown slash magician stuff. Tricks, saw a lady in half, so on and so forth. Um, You pull a gun out. uh, You think you find a gun. You go to shoot it and just uh, 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 a piece of fabric saying the word bang comes (laughs) out. Um, You manage to trap a robot in a sawing lady in half trick and you saw the robot in half. Yeah. Those kind of things. Yeah. That's my There's list. There's lots of fun stuff that and could have happened here. N- absolutely none of those things are done in the film. Not even one. Not and one And some of, of those are real easy. And I didn't really think that hard. I no. just sort of, that was... You wrote those while we were watching the film. While we were film. watching the film, I just let my mind wander and gone, what would I like to see next? And one of those would have been very yeah. much appreciated because all of the fights are just punching well i mean hearing that i want to write like a horror film in a circus or an arcade or something yeah well luckily for us there is a five nights at freddy's movie coming is there directed by chris columbus i.e okay home alone um, harry potter Potter one and two two, christmas chronicles so on and so forth okay um so i imagine that will much with a director like him it's going to much more skew towards uh kind of kids horror i.e gremlins Mm. he was the he was the writer of the first Gremlins film. Great. Love um, Gremlins. And I think that's a, a smashing idea. If he can make a Gremlin-style sort of PG-13 kids' horror film. My, like, Gremlins always... The, the genre I put Gremlins under is my first horror film. Yeah, totally. And Five Nights at Freddy's is the perfect property. It's really popular with kids. Yeah. And it is a legitimate horror property. So make it my first horror film. It's Five Nights at Freddy's. Get Chris Columbus to direct it. Chris... Those ideas are all yours. Because <laughs> why not? As long as he includes the line, Vanessa, I'm a material, material girl. girl. I mean, uh, uh, Christopher Columbus is 
responsible for one of my favourite horror film kills of all time. Which one? Uh, Gremlin in a microwave. Gremlin in a microwave. I mean, Gremlin. It's a Gremlin. That the the kitchen scene where the Gremlin goes in the blender and then one goes in the microwave. So good. Uh, it's possibly one of my favourite horror movie moments of all time. Yeah. So I Classics. trust him to make a fun Five Nights at Freddy's film. I want to talk about the pinball machine. Yeah. So Nicolas Cage sets his watch by when he needs to have a pop. Yeah, like an energy drink, yeah. And that in no way seems to buzz him up or anything. Mm. It only seems to buzz him up to play the pinball game, which he sort of uncovered from under a cloth in the kitchen. Yeah. I'm assuming it was an old one and was broken or whatever. He plugged it in and actually it works. Fine. Yeah. That doesn't trigger anything else in the film. What I totally get, because it's a Willy's Wonderland film... Plug it in, and that's when all the creatures come to life. Yeah. Oh, right? it's like a it's like, like their souls are trapped in a pinball machine. Yeah, or and something. he yeah, and he not? beats because at one point he beats the score so high that it goes into the minus numbers and counts up that way. Yeah. He has to get that score to to be able to defeat the monsters. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it, well, yeah. That's stupid. Some, but it's I'll really go with stupid. It. It's yeah. really stupid. It's but something. If you're gonna have him get all fetishy over a pinball machine, at least tell me why. So, on terms of the pinball machine... <gasps> Do we know why? Why did he um, have it? Uh, Parsons, who must be the writer. Right. Nick added that dance at the end where he's dancing and doing the pinball stuff. That was Nick. Obviously. Lewis. Oh, that was fantastic. I had like three cameras set. The idea was that him playing pinball was like levelling up in a video game. He'd beat Gus and after he beat Gus, he'd go and play pinball. Anyway, we let the cameras roll and he did all that himself... It was just incredible. The crew was applauding him at the end. I called him that night and said, seeing your work today, that's why I make movies. Okay, so if that's him levelling up, then he needs to get better at fighting. Yeah. He can't be immediately just, like, punching an ostrich. Also, levelling up in shoes, like, video games, sort of, uh, do a cheap-ass, like, um, Scott Pilgrim knockoff with some graphics. There was a point, which scene did I turn to you and say, why yeah. does this not look like a video game? Because it looks like they're setting up Street Fighter. Yeah. Was it the fight with Willy at the end? Uh, no, it's the, the it's the one where he's got his handcuffs on and he's going to fight the... Oh, the fairy the, and the, the chameleon. chameleon. Yeah. It looked like they were setting up some kind of Street Fighter thing. So just show me it like a video game. Yeah. Don't be so lazy about it. I'm not going to infer that if you're not giving me the language to infer, infer that from. Okay. So here's another thing for you. Okay. The next stage, this is earlier in the article. Yeah. The next stage was really Nicolas Cage defending the script while we took it out to try and get financing for it. A lot of people would read it and be like, why is he cleaning? Why isn't he running and hiding for his life? This is unbelievable. This would never happen. Nobody is going to watch this thing. And Nicolas Cage was just sitting there going, no, this is exactly the kind of movie which needs to be made. Why, Nick? Why does it need to be made? Because you want to do a film where you don't speak for the whole thing. Yep. You want to prove you can act by not acting. No, I, I think, I think he totally, just wants a fun day off. I'm totally here for a character that doesn't speak or speaks very little. Like, they, Tex McAdoo calls him very early a man of few words. Yeah. Except he's actually a man of no words. Well, he's, but yeah, he's meant to be sort of a, a man, with, man with no name. Line. He's kind of introduced like a cowboy character yeah. almost. But he needs yeah. occasional lines so we can understand anything about him. Because he's not acting. Or, like, not even occasion, Just some fucking something. Yeah. Just something. You need to... Uh, at no point does the character of the janitor become anything more than Nicolas Cage standing silently. Yes. No point is it elevated. No point are we given anything to grab onto that stops this from just being a series of images, i.e. fights and loud noises. There is nothing to connect us to anything. There's no story. No. They couldn't be bothered. No. They put a vague backstory on it, which I appreciate, but that doesn't tie up the people. It ties up the, um, the sort of teenage so, protagonist yeah. and the reason why the creatures are alive. Mm. But it doesn't at all tell me why Nicolas Cage is there, what his motivation is, what the fuck he's thinking of. Yeah. Like, that re- that's a really tough job for an actor, and it feels like it was underestimated by absolutely everybody. Yeah. Because all Nicolas Cage has to do to impress that director is do a little dance while he's playing a pinball machine. And that, um, 
that flashback that lets us know why the monsters are alive so mm-hmm. on becomes too late in the film. By that point, we spent nearly an hour or so with these teenage kids. Was it that late? I think so. Maybe 45 minutes or an hour with these teenage kids. And now we're given the reasonings. Like now, too late into the movie, we're given the, oh, this is why these characters, this is their motivation. So I'll disagree. I didn't find it too late because we had all the graffiti on the front is very much... Uh, like portal to hell stuff like that yeah and i you hear someone early on calling them kid killers so i've already inferred that i don't need to know that they're possessed by serial killers that early no it's not the monsters that i'm talking about it's the kids about what they're the the reasoning being that like they're good and they want to burn this place down like they're presented as a bunch of like sort of hooligan slash uh ruffian kids who are just burning shit down because they're edgy. And then 45 minutes in when we learn that it's serial killers and blah, 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 and there's a blood oath and all of this, we learn that the reason the kids are burning it down is because they're trying to kill the monsters and protect the town. I think that was implied earlier, but easy fix if you want to do it in a schlocky way. Yeah. She says something like, this isn't fun, this is a mission. Yeah. And just add in the line... For Danny or whatever. Yeah. Like, in a really schlocky way. Just make it clear that one of their friends was killed by these creatures and that's why they're hellbent on burning the shit down. It's not hard. I can't just sit here while innocent people die. Yeah. Boom. Easy. Easy fix. Um... Fuck me. Uh, this film... And uh, my last page of notes was, um... Fuck me, that fucking sucked. Yeah, it did suck. It really did suck. And... I'm quite pleased because when it came out as a physical release, I was like, I think it was around Christmas or your birthday or something. I was going to get it for you. Yeah, I've nearly picked it up in like yeah. um, Tesco's for like a fiver or yeah. something. Oh, it's, it's only not fiver. worth it. It's not even worth a fiver. It's like three ninety nine to buy a digital copy from Amazon. And I wouldn't pay that. No, uh, we saw it for free on Now, now TV. TV. Um, if streamed. you are interested in watching it, I I wouldn't recommend it. Um, I'm assuming there's no help. I'm trapped in a glass Nicholas cage of emotion. No, there is actually. Oh Christ! But you won't be able to find a sound clip for it, so we'll just add in a bit of silence afterwards. And I'm not. I'm not watching the film again to record it. Here we go. This is a segment I like to call "Help! I'm trapped in a glass Nicholas cage of emotion." Except nobody does emotion, so this is just something that made me giggle. Um, just after. The knight character has been murdered. Mm-hmm. And somehow he manages to murder people with his foam sword. Oh my manages gosh, to stab I, people. When you said knight, I thought you meant like darkness, like evening. No, I no. totally forgot that one of the robots is, is an knight. English knight yeah. character. Okay, Fuck so yeah. the knight character is just murdered. And the female lead... Yes, Liv, I believe Liv? her name is. Yes. Okay, Liv. Yes, because... Uh, the sheriff has been looking after her since her parents were murdered. And she said the line, uh, something, something, live. I can't live without that girl or something. And I was like, no, no, they haven't. So, night's dead on the floor. Mm. Liv and Nicolas Cage have intense eye contact. Yeah. For a very long time. And this is the second time it's happened. Mm. And then it cuts away. Because the first time it happened, Nicolas Cage is like in his car or standing outside with sunglasses and he has intense eye contact with the sign and so you see the sign and then you have intense close on Nicolas Cage but he's wearing reflective sunglasses so you have no idea what he's thinking at all. You're not reading any of this. There's a lot of intense eye contact that is drawn on for like 10 seconds too long. Yeah. And also the pinball machine dancing was also on my list because I was just trying to think of anything that was silly. I mean the pinball machine dance is just like lol cage random yes it like yes we get it cage is a peculiar actor and has unusual methods and quite often does funny wacky things on but if they're not connected to any sense of what's going on i don't give a shit yeah i don't give a shit and i want to give shit i want to invest in things i want to like films yeah, so I'm just looking through my notes and I've got loads of questions and I'm trying to count how many of my questions were answered by the end of the film. Oh, that's good. 
Let me see. I've got a few questions as well. And um, I think only one of them has been answered. My questions were... Uh, that's too much spray. Has Nicholas ever ca- Nicholas Cage ever cleaned up in his life? Um, oh yeah, he doesn't know how to clean. He's using far too much spray and the wrong things in the wrong places. But anyway, yeah, that's just my opinion. Um, so I wanted to know: Does his character have a pinball machine fetish? Like, what is going on with the pinball machine? Yeah, what is the logic of the creatures being alive? They did answer that. Yes, they yeah. are possessed by serial I, killers. I, I'm happy with that answer as well. Why? What is his motivation? Not a clue still. Why aren't any of the robots fighting back? Why does Cage know to rip out their machinery? He sort of knows to rip out a particular piece of them. He goes straight for the throat. He's always aiming for like throat or spine. What happens if he doesn't get his scheduled pop and pinball? No consequence to that. It's just something he does. Uh, And also... None of the actors, apart from Nicolas Cage, can believe they're doing this stupid movie, can they? Yeah. Because there is no character consistency throughout. Um. Yeah, so... I've I feel got... like Liv is trying. Oh, you see, Liv... I just put, leading lady just stares with big eyes at everything. Yeah, maybe and, that's why I thought she was trying. And not in a scared way, but just like a... She's just, like, opening her eyes wider. She sees a robot, yeah. like, strang- she sees the chameleon strangle her friend or break her, her friend's neck. With with the tongue. Also, that friend had a crush on her. We established that in like yeah. one line and then nothing came of it. Yeah. And all she does, she doesn't do like a shocked stare. She just stares like <laughs> blankly. Like, you know, like when you're on a Zoom meeting and you get entranced by your own picture. <laughs> That's what she looks like. That tells me a lot about you. You do the same though. I've never done that. Everyone does that. Do they not? I look at myself, but I don't get entranced by myself. Like that TikTok meme where they're like, Gosh, I look rather pretty, don't I? Yeah. No, I'm not like that no, no. necessarily. It's just, I... I just, you just end up staring at yourself I just end up staring at myself on the screen rather than anyone else. I can't do it for more than a few seconds because oh. I go, oh, oh no. No, I don't know why I just end up staring at myself. I think it's because I feel more comfortable. I feel like... I think it's because it's always... It's, it's weird. You never see that kind of view of yourself. It's like looking in a mirror, but the mirrors are weird. Because whenever you look in a mirror, you're always keeping eye contact. Yeah. So it's like looking in a mirror, but it's not. It's really creepy and it, it makes me stare at it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got a lot of the similar questions, though, that you had. Mm-hmm. Why isn't he running? Why isn't he scared? Why the energy drinks? And then my last fucking question is, why fucking anything? <laughs> why bother? Why fucking anything? Hey, if anything, though... This gives me hope that I can write any old shit and eventually get it put on. And I think, particularly, this is a case of something that's got a really good... There's um, a concept. ...core concept, i.e. you can put it on a poster and you can write it on the back of the DVD and it's weird enough that people are intrigued and not weird enough that people are creeped out. Well, I mean, it kind of works because, as I said, those creatures are a bit creepy anyway. Yeah. Or at least I find them a bit creepy. Yeah. There's something about the roboticness and the, like fake happiness yeah that is inherently a bit creepy mm. it's a dead set so it doesn't matter if you write it to be shit because it'll still get four out of five stars on amazon no i mean i was about to say i feel like would um, you like some reviews yeah i feel like my prediction is that we are we are in a minority here um i think there are people who didn't like this film. I don't think we're the only people who didn't like this film. It's not like me watching fucking The Godfather or whatever. Um, but I feel like the vast majority are going to be like, it's great. face smashes up the ape. Like, you know, it's just going to be that kind of stuff. So, as I said, it's got four out of five stars on Amazon. Fuck me. 52% of the reviews were five stars, which is not a massive amount. It's mainly five and four stars. And there's only... I can't remember what the exact percentage was on mm. one stars. I think it was something like eight, ten percent. Yeah. But I found some one star reviews. Go on then. I like... I like... I like... I've cut off... Oh no, here we go. Amazon customer mm-hmm. gives it one star. Calls it worst Nicolas Cage ever. Ooh. Which is damning may I, mean, I say have they seen god in 60 seconds have they seen bangkok dangerous 
yes, that's the one I meant. Yeah. <laughs> I we, can't even distinguish which one is which. Because you've not actually seen Gone in no, 60 Seconds. No, I was thinking of Bangkok Dangerous. I was thinking specifically of the scene where he's biking up the canal on yeah. the river. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Got, uh, yeah. Worst Nicolas Cage ever. Zero acting from Cage. He literally doesn't say a word and instead walks around with a Frodo Baggins frown all the time. <laughs> Bad acting from everyone else. Mm. Lame effects. I don't like the word lame, but we'll let it slide. Poor soundtrack. And worst of all, tepid. You don't want that said about your horror film. Yeah. It's not scary. It's not funny. It's not intriguing. It's not action packed. It's not romantic. Yeah. It's not anything. It's very tepid. Everything that it tries to do, it fails at. Tepid's such a good word for it. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. Can I ask, Mm. um, the word lame... Yes. I'm unsure about why I'm not allowed to use it. Um, it's an ableist term. It was oh, often of course. used yes, yeah, of course, to describe of course. people with disabilities. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. There we go. You learned just, something. We have better words to say rubbish. Yeah. You know? Stinky. We, just, we have lots of better words for that. Poopy. And this was written last year, so I'm not going to excuse it too much. No. You should know better, Amazon customer. Yeah. Dion... Gives it one star. Their picture looks like it's of a troll doll, like a particularly manic... Oh no, maybe it's... It looks a bit like Jack Skellington, but also a bit like a troll doll or an axolotl. Anyway. Of course. Dion gives it one star. Yeah. Calls it annoying. This movie is so infuriatingly confusing, the main character doesn't at all... I think they mean doesn't speak at all. Yeah. The main character doesn't speak at all. He somehow doesn't react at all, as if he knows it's going to happen, and has a weird thing of leaving whatever he's doing to go have a strangely intimate scene with a bloody pinball machine. They cram the explanation for everything in, and it feels so awkward. The only animatronic scene that made sense was the siren one. That's the fairy thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it tries so hard, it tries too hard to be an edgy, tough movie. It was like a knockoff of FNAF. Yeah, Five Five Nights Nights at at Freddy's. Freddy's. And does it no justice. I'm pretty sure half the budget went on the main actor and the other half on his car. It was a waste of seven quid. Don't waste your money. Yeah. Jay gives the film one star. Yes. Calls their review. No gore, boring fights, three rooms, awful script, and Cage drinks energy drink. I don't know why energy drink is negative, but okay. Doesn't like energy drinks, okay? I love Cage. But he couldn't save this cheap, badly written, lazy movie. That's probably because he didn't look like he was trying to. No, he wasn't. Bad script, no gore, boring fight scenes padded out with scenes of cage cleaning. Filmed in three boring rooms. There are no payoffs. It's about five minutes of material stretched. And this got me thinking, make a decent short film. Yeah. It would make a decent 20 minute short film. Yeah. You cut out a bunch of the animatronics. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. it's almost a showdown between him and, like, one other. Yeah. And you have it silent. You cut all the kids out. Yeah. You have, like, a news report at the beginning giving us the basics of the story that we need to know or something like that. You know, yeah. like some flashback to an old news report or something. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. It, it would film. work as a good 20-minute short film. Okay. And as I've said, a lot of people fucking love this film. Now, I'm intrigued by the five-star reviews. Are they just going to be lol cage fight robots or has anyone got anything good to genuinely try and persuade me that this is a five star film? Um, Okay, so I was thinking about not reading these two, but they're very short. So these might these might persuade you. Chris Hayes gives it five stars, says you can't cage the cage and calls it a cult classic waiting to happen. Does that help? It was, it was made again. It's the whole so good it's bad. Cult classics don't work if you're trying to make a, a cult, cult classic. classic. Okay, fair. Kian gives it five stars as well. Yeah. It, uh, calls it a Five Nights at Freddy like horror comedy. If you're familiar with Five Nights at Freddy, this one's great. I'm really hoping there's gonna be a sequel. Satanic, funny, and horrid. Absolutely fab. No. Still nothing. Um, all I want to do though is every time Five Nights at Freddy's is mentioned, is seeing is seeing that little. Um, do you remember that TikTok of Jack Black singing to Five Nights, singing a theme song about Five Nights at Freddy's? No, the app moves too fast. Don't remember Five it. Five Nights at Freddy's. 
That's where I want to be, Five Nights at Freddy's. Okay, we'll get ready because I'm about to mention it again. Yep. A Another gives it five stars. Awesome movie, good mindless Nick Cage fun. You'll love this if you loved Five Nights at Freddy's. Five Nights at Freddy's. But you always wanted to beat the crap out of Freddy. Five Nights at Freddy's. You'll love this if you like watching Nick Cage be Nick Cage for 90 minutes, even if he doesn't say much. He says nothing, viewer. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. You'll love this if, like me, you're sick of lockdown and want something fun to watch on a Friday evening with a beer. Will it win any Oscars? Heck no. Is it scary? Not really. Is it good fun? Yes, 100%. And that is where our opinions differ, eh, another? I wanted the review to keep going. Is it scary? Not really. Is Is it it funny? No. No. Does it have skill involved? No. No. Is it even a film? No, it's a jar of mayonnaise. Like... (laughs) What is it, a jar of mayonnaise? I don't know. Just is. That's a riddle from a Lewis Carroll book, isn't it? Why is a shitty horror film like a jar of mayonnaise? When is Willy's Wonderland not Willy's Wonderland? When it's a jar of mayonnaise. (laughs) And finally, Ben gives the film five stars. Titles their review. Nicolas Cage is the Doom Slayer. Rip and tear! (laughs) Is that the review? That's the review! Wow. That's the review. There you go. Wow. So I think even the people who loved it can't didn't actually love it. No. They can't tell me why they loved they it. They can't. Um, if you watched it and loved it, tell us why, because I am so intrigued. I would like to have a, uh, if we could, if we could find someone who legitimately liked it yeah. and who d- disagrees with our opinion, I'd like to have a question time style, n- news night style format of PMQs. a special show. Where we uh, have a debate. I would love that. Love to have a debate with someone who actually legitimately liked this film. I have a final thought. Sure. Did he kidnap a teenager at the end of this film? Yeah. So. I mean, she went willingly into the car, but it's kind of insinuated. Like you said, is this a romantic thing? And I'm like, it's not insinuated that it is, but that it's not insinuated that it is anything. So it could be. It was the sharing of the pop that made me go, is this grooming? Yeah, he goes to crack open one of his last cans of pop. Mm. And then as they're driving, Takes he passes, a sip it, and passes, passes it, it over. And it was so weirdly a bit sexual. And she's like, when she drinks it, she's all like, mm. she doesn't make any noises, but her face is all like, oh, that's very tasty pop. And I I'm wondered like, if yeah. it was supposed to be like she's gaining kind of powers too but like he left her once to fight a creature and she was a bit shit at it yeah Yeah. this is the thing as well like no one is good at fighting apart from Nicolas Cage but make your lead female good at fighting too or at least let her learn how to do it inventively yeah fuck me just this Um, film has such contempt for everyone yeah it hated the people that were in it it hated the viewers it hated the it just hated the characters it's just deeply cynical film, and I feel deeply cynical about it. So, uh, well, one last thing while we're talking about deeply cynical films. Uh, yeah. Kevin Lewis's next, or one of Kevin Lewis's upcoming projects, now that Willy's Wonderland has hit off, he's actually got a few things in the pipeline, according to our Oh, movie. okay. One of them is a horror film called Doom Scroll. Oh, fuck. Because we need more horror mobile films. Yeah, you can watch Willy's Wonderland on Now TV here in the UK. Um, if you must. If you must. Um, I re- I genuinely don't recommend it, even in a kind of a... I mean, I guess the the one good thing I could say about it, it is short. It is short. It, it does not an, overstate it's welcome. It's just shy of an hour and a half. So if you are intrigued enough to bad watch a bad film, then at least it's going to be done soon. We could happily we happily fitted in an episode of Central Park after this episode was yeah. done. Anyway. That's it for us. Yeah. Bye. Um, <laughs> um let us know if you have a film you want us to watch next. Or if you enjoyed this film, I'm well up for debating. I really do want to meet someone who genuinely enjoyed this film. Yep. Um on that note though, don't watch it. Don't, yeah, don't if you haven't, it. don't bother. It's really it's not worth an hour and don't a half watch of your it. life. Um just 
play play Five Nights at Freddy's, I guess, if this is the kind of thing that intrigues you. I genuinely, enjoy I might, I might try it. The game has intrigued me for a long time. Yeah. But also, I played the Slender Man game when I was a teenager. Yeah. And it genuinely kind of creeps me out, even though, you know, it's stupid. I yeah. But it's the idea that you're playing the game and walking around. Yeah. And like it could jump out at any point. It's <laughs> much more involved than a jump scare in a horror film. Yeah. Um, I mean, fuck, this film didn't even have any jump scares. No, not a one. Not a one. And that's the cheapest form of And that's scare. the whole point so of Five easy. Nights at Freddy's, is you're watching yeah. the cameras and then the thing goes, bah. Yeah. Anyway, we we are going to wrap this <laughs> we episode up. We are going to wrap this episode up now. Um, we will see you next time when we are watching a film or maybe a jar of mayonnaise. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to our silly little podcast. If you've enjoyed yourself, the best thing you could do for us would be to leave us a little review on Apple Podcasts because that helps other people find the show. If you'd like to help us out a little bit more, you can find us on all the usual social medias at Nick Cage Pod. That's at N-I-C-C-A-G-E-P-O-D. I'm talking Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that fun stuff. And if that's still not enough, or if you've got a spare couple of quid burning a hole in your pocket, you can buy us a virtual coffee at ko-fi.com forward slash Nick Cage Pod. After all, we need to pay for these ridiculous movies somehow.